Thank you for joining us at the First Baptist Church of Coleraine, Massachusetts, as Pastor Jim Rennie continues to faithfully challenge and encourage us in the Word. And it is our prayer that this message will encourage the believer and bring the unbeliever closer to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, good morning, and welcome to the First Baptist Church in Coleraine. Welcome wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you're watching and listening. So grateful that you are joining us today. Uh, be sure if you like this message to, on YouTube to uh, click on like and subscribe to the First Baptist Church, Coleraine. The more people that like it, the more people will get it spread out to more people. Fourth of July here tomorrow, and uh, it's going to be a patriotic message. Uh, the message will be, is America a Christian country? That is the question. What do you think? Is America a Christian country? We're going to read Psalm 33, 22 verses. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make music to him on the ten-string lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout with joy. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all that he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the seas into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke and it came to being. He commanded and it stood firm. The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord the people he chose for his inheritance. From heaven, the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place, he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything they do. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. To deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord. 
even as we put our hope in you. May God give his understanding of his word today. May it be blessed to us. Heavenly Father, it is a blessing to us as we read your word because it is spiritually discerned. It's God-breathed. And when we open the book, you speak. And may you speak to us this morning. We know that you're here amongst us. In fact, you're everywhere. You're omnipotent. You're omniscient. You're omnipresent. So, Lord, speak to us, we pray. May we be in the right frame of mind to receive your word this morning, wherever we may be. In Jesus' name, amen? amen. So my question is, the title of this uh, message today is... America, a Christian country. What do you think? You read in verse 12, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. We know tomorrow is the 4th of July, and the question, and again, the title of this message, can we ask today, is America a Christian country? Unfortunately, there seems to be today a complete ignorance of uh, historical facts regarding the influence that Christianity has had on this nation. Christianity shaped this nation from its inception. And the truth is, this nation was founded on Judeo-Christian principles and the ethic built on Christian principles, biblical principles. But if being a Christian nation means that everyone is a Christian, then we are definitely not a Christian nation. But if Christianity was the predominant faith of the majority of this nation's founding fathers, if its influence is undeniably seen in our nation's founding documents, and that Christian ethics and moral codes were acceptable as the rule for our social order, then yes, we are a Christian nation, if that is the case. I'm not so sure that it is anymore. Throughout America's history, people knew some of these facts that I'll quote now that most people are not aware of. The legislature of New York declared in 1838 that this is a Christian nation. They were definite then, they knew it was. 9900s, if not a larger proportion of our whole population believe in the general doctrines of the Christian religion. That's in 1838. It was the Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court in the year 1892 that declared in the court's opinion, the United States was a Christian nation. That's coming from the Supreme Court. I'm sure today not every one of them would agree. The 28th president, Woodrow Wilson, in his famous address, The Bible and Progress, stated the following. 
America was born a Christian nation. America was born to exemplify that devotion to the elements of righteousness which are derived from the revelations of Holy Scripture. That was the president, Woodrow Wilson. So what was Christianity's influence upon this nation? The fact is that the Christian faith was involved practically in every aspect of this nation's beginnings. Christopher Columbus, 1504, wrote this reason for setting forth to discover the new land. He said, I was led by the Holy Spirit to carry the message of the gospel to the undiscovered lands. That was his purpose. Amen? Who would have, who would have thunk it? But what is the gospel that you might ask? Some of you already know. What is the gospel? You ought to know by now if you've been coming here long enough. Some of you listening or watching, you probably don't know what the gospel is. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 3 and 4 tells us what the gospel is. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So my admonition to you today is believe the scriptures. Believe the scriptures because it's true. That's the only thing you can rely on to be true. The gospel message is simple truth. Not just a simple truth, but a life-changing message for everyone who hears it, not only hears it, like you are today, but also believes it. Do you believe it? That is the question. That's what faith is all about, believing what you cannot see. All right? That's what faith is. Belief simply accepts what the Word of God says about Jesus Christ to be the truth. Belief looks to Jesus alone to forgive us of our sins. Nobody else can. Belief is when a person believes the gospel and asks Jesus to save their soul. Have you done that yet? And then receive him by faith. It's all by faith. Placing your faith in Jesus and what he's done on the cross. It's that simple. And that decision will either determine whether you will go to heaven or to hell, where you will spend eternity when you leave this world, which you surely will. That's one thing we guarantee. As Benjamin Franklin says, there's two things guaranteed in life, death and taxes. Not necessarily in that order for some. Let's think about the pilgrims for a minute. The whole purpose of the pilgrims coming to America in the first place was to be free to express their faith, their religion, and to establish a political commonwealth governed by biblical standards. They made a compact called the Mayflower Compact. Some of you are familiar? Stated that they had come for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian 
faith. That's the, what this country was founded on. The Puritans, realizing the state of the Church of England had gone liberal, they bravely set sail, not knowing what the outcome would be. Half of them were lost that first winter and on the way. Coming to America, the land of promise for the sole purpose of showing how a, nature, a nation could prosper. And they said, if its citizens lived under the laws of God, they said, a nation will prosper as long as it lives under the laws of God. May that continue, amen? We pray, we hope and pray that it will. Here's some other facts, and I'm sure you remember all of them already that I've quoted. No, that's why I rely on my notes, because I know I wouldn't remember them all. Interesting facts you may be unaware of. The Plymouth Charter says that the colony was established to advance the enlargement of the Christian religion to the glory of God Almighty. The Delaware Charter. What did Delaware? No, okay. <laughs> Defines the purpose of their colony to further propagate the Holy Gospel. The Virginia Charter assures the right for people to live in Christian peace. And there's no other peace like Christian peace. Amen. And instructs the people to propagate the Christian religion to such people who yet live in ignorance of the true knowledge and worship of God. If you don't know Jesus Christ, then people are ignorant of the true knowledge and worship of God. This should be our goal, to propagate the gospel, to tell our friends, the people that we come into contact with, our relatives that are unsaved, Anybody who's willing to listen, to tell them the gospel, that Jesus Christ is Lord. The Rhode Island Compact says that we submit our persons, lives and estates unto our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We're going to celebrate uh, Independence Day tomorrow. 4th of July, 1776, the Continental Congress signed the Declaration of Independence, which states their belief in the Creator God. Before signing the Declaration, they called the signers to prayer and fasting to the God of the Bible. And there's only one God, and he speaks through the Bible, amen? He speaks through his word, the Holy Bible. It amuses me sometimes when I hear that God told me this and God told me that. Oh, well, how'd you know it was God that told you? When I open the Bible, I know that God speaks. That's the only thing you can rely on. That's the only truth you can rely on, believe me. So here's a question. Did you know that ministers of the gospel played a very important role 
in America's early days, ministers of the gospel, quite, quite a considerable role of influence. There was a preacher named Francis Bellamy. He wrote the Pledge of Allegiance. Did you know that? He was a minister. Not many people know that. Another preacher, Samuel Smith, wrote the hymn, My Country Tis of Thee. Preacher wrote that. Can you believe it? John Leyland, another preacher, wrote the introduction of the First Amendment to the Constitution. You, some of you know what the First Amendment is, amen? Preacher wrote that, the introduction. Prior to the Civil War between the states, 90% of all America's college presidents were preachers, were ministers. 90% of the gospel. I wonder how many there are today. Probably none of them, I don't know. Probably none. Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Brown, Dartmouth, William and Mary, and Columbia universities were founded by preachers and church affiliations with the expressed intent to what? Educate youth for Christ, not just to educate them, but educate youth for Christ, to teach them about Jesus. And now more than ever, 2022, the youth need to be educated about who Jesus Christ is, amen? amen. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you, you know, you're uneducated, you're ignorant of spiritual things. And that's why Paul the Apostle wrote so often to the churches, I do not want you to be ignorant or misinformed or uneducated about who Jesus is. It's the most important thing we can ever know, ever possibly know. We're talking about Harvard. John Harvard was a pastor. Charleston, Massachusetts, not too far from here. And the man for whom Harvard University was named after stated the purpose of that university that's still functioning today. What, did it, what was the purpose of the university? To turn out liberals? No. Every student be plainly instructed and earnestly pressed to consider well the main ends of his life and studies to know God and Jesus Christ, which is eternal life, and therefore to lay Christ as the foundation of all knowledge and learning, and see that the Lord only gives wisdom to let everyone seriously set himself by prayer in secret to seek Christ Jesus as Lord and Master. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. That's what true education is, the knowledge of God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Even Harvard's original seal, which can be seen on the campus even today. Doubt if most of the students are even aware of it states these words, truth for Christ, 
and the church. Columbia University wrote that it was founded for the chief things that are aimed in this college are to teach and gauge the children to know God and Jesus Christ and to love and serve him with all sobriety. Did you know America's first school book was the New England Primer? Not Primer, that's a pain. Primer. The New England Primer even has the Lord's Prayer on its cover. And it taught the alphabet in biblical verse. See if you can spot the ABC. In Adam's fall, we have all sin. There's the A, right? Adam. What about B? It's heaven to find the Bible's mind. There's B. You want to learn the ABCs today? What about C? That's pretty easy. Christ crucified for sinners. There's your ABC, the first primer, the New England primer. First American school book, ABCs. Have a look at what, uh, the dollar bill. If you've got any left after the collection this morning, after the offering, if you've got any dollars left, look at the dollar bill. Have you looked at the dollar bill recently? On the back, the great seal of our nation. On the seal is an unfinished pyramid. Above it is the eye of God. Did you know that? It's surrounded by Latin words. What does it say? What does it mean in Latin? God has smiled upon our beginnings. God has smiled upon our beginnings. Let's hope he smiles on our endings as well. And since 1865, purposely printed in the center of our currency are the words, in God we trust. Have you got a penny? Look at the penny. What does it say? Have you looked at a penny recently? It's one cent. One cent. And Jesus was the one cent. Amen. For God so loved the world. You. You, 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 you. Me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. One sense. Now, the influence of God upon the founding of this nation is obviously obvious. Not that nobody knowing these facts can deny it. And where has this denial of God brought us as a nation? You know as well as I do, and you don't want to be reminded, it's really depressing, and it's getting worse. Of course, uh, there's still much to be thankful for and there's so much good in America that you don't hear about and there's so much good about America like uh, chili dogs and Hershey's chocolate yeah 
So let's close. Let's wrap it up, just like that Hershey's chocolate bar that you're salivating over now. <laughs> Looking forward to getting some schmores this week. Give me some schmores. Having heard these historical facts about the biblical foundation that built this wonderful nation, wouldn't it make sense to return to that which made us great in the beginning? Doesn't that make practical common sense? So practically, what can we do as, be as believers? What can we do? Well, there's nothing I can do. There is, as citizens of this wonderful country, we do what the Bible tells us to do. Amen? Second Chronicles 7.14 says this, and I quote, If my people who are called by my name, so that's what Christian means, it means little Christs. Did you know you're a little Christ? We don't feel like it sometimes, we don't act like it, but we are. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Don't give up praying for your country. Don't give up praying for your family and your loved ones. And seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins. And is the important bit that dwells and fits right into this message. The, the, the final three words in this exhortation, and heal their land. May God heal this land that is broken. Heal their land. Wouldn't you agree? This land is in need of spiritual healing. Of course. And any nation that turns its back on God and God's word is destined to decline. We hope and pray that that will not be the case. Any nation that turns its back on God's word is destined for decline both financially and morally. Amen? And so, let's pray for a spiritual revival. Some people believe it's coming. I hope it will. Let's pray for a spiritual revival. Let's pray for a new spiritual awakening. It's happened before. We hope and pray that it'll happen again. Let me close with Psalm 33, 12 again. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Amen? Let's close in a word of prayer. Again, Heavenly Father, we are so blessed to be living in this wonderful country. There's not a greater one than this anywhere in the world, those of us that have traveled abroad. This is why so many people want to come here. And we do pray for those persecuted believers. 
around the world that are not even allowed by law to read the word of God or to teach the word of God. Assemble together and worship the God of the Bible, the only true and living God, Jehovah. The triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we're so blessed to be able to be here this morning. Those that are listening, those that are watching, you are blessed wherever you may be to live, if you are, in this country where people have made sacrifices in order for us to be free. Let's never take it for granted. Also, for those that are unaware that when you do leave this world, you will go to heaven, but you can, but you must believe that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. He died for you on that cross. He bled and died. He shed his sinless blood. He took God's judgment upon himself so we wouldn't have to face that judgment. And he died and was buried. And yet he rose again from the dead and is alive. And if you call upon the name of the Lord to save you from your sins, then he'll come into your heart, your life, You'll become a new creation in Christ and you'll receive peace that passes all understanding that you'll never get in this world. And you'll know for certain that when you die, you will go into the presence of God where there is peace and joy forevermore. Amen. Amen. Don't forget, if you like this message, uh, give us a thumbs up on YouTube and uh, Hope that you do. And also subscribe to our channel. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you again for tuning in. You can find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you find podcasts. We'd love for you to join us at the First Baptist Church in Coleraine for Sunday morning worship at 11 a.m. We are located at 81 Foundry Village Road, Coleraine, Massachusetts. If you have any questions or inquiries, please feel free to call the church at 413-624-8886. Hope to see you soon. God bless.